You're listening to an Indiesaurus production. another edition of new nintendo podcast xl as always i'm your host brandon hoff and this is reflections part 12 <laughs> zelda 2 the adventure of link uh some quick facts about zelda 2 it was uh produced by shigeru miyamoto directed by uh tadashi sugiyama and yasahisa yamamura uh, it was designed by Kazunobu Shimizu. Uh, writer was uh, Takashi Tezuka. Composer was Akito Nakatsuka. So not uh, the man himself, Koji Kondo. It was first released on the Famicom Disc System in Japan in 1987. On the NES uh, in uh, Europe in September 26th and North America on December 1st, 1988. Um, <clears throat> some facts about the game beyond that it's an action role-playing game with platforming elements developed and published by nintendo it's the second game in the overall series uh and yeah this is a direct sequel to the legend of zelda a direct sequel it is the same link on a quest to save princess zelda uh not the zelda that you save in zelda one um no this is a zelda from a long time ago um that was put under a sleeping spell. Um, <clears throat> this game is very, very weird. This is this is a the black sheep of the uh, uh, of the Zelda series. Um, from a gameplay, uh, it is uh, essentially a gameplay aspect. It is an action role playing game, uh, bearing little resemblance to the first or later entries in the Legend of Zelda games. Features side-scrolling areas within a larger top-down world map, rather than the mostly top-down perspective of the previous game, which only uses side-scrolling in a few dungeon basement areas. Uh, this side-scrolling gameplay and experience system are similar to features of the Castlevania series, especially Castlevania II Simon's Quest. Game incorporates a strategic combat system, a proximity-continued uh, system based on lives, an experience point system, magic spells, and more interaction with non-player characters. Um, this is the only game with a, uh, life system. It is very, very weird. Um, you know, like there, there are hearts that you can find within the, the game to like boost your, your overall like HP. But, you know, if you, you have like three or more lives, uh, and you are able to, uh, 
you know, if you die, you start essentially back at the beginning, re- retaining all the items that you you have as far as the the game goes. This game also has experience points. Um, so you have these three things that you level up throughout the game. Uh, so you upgrade your attack, magic, and life, and you do that by either fighting enemies on the overworld or when you're p- traveling through the palace. Uh, there is uh, a uh, um. A uh, at the end of the palace when you when you put the crystal back in the statue, uh, you are uh, it levels you up automatically, so you're able to gain levels that way. Um, this process like it starts out pretty small, but as you continue to level each thing up, there's more experience points obviously that you have to get, um, and it, it can get a little a little tedious uh, at 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 at, at its time. So, um, you start off with four magic containers and four heart containers where you can find four of each over the map. And it gives you like eight total, uh, that you can kind of, you know, work in, do that. Uh, and so there is, um, you know, there's an overworld map that you're walking around. You're a little, little green guy walking around, um, enemies pop up and that's how you're able to kind of run into them as well as like fairies might pop up occasionally to refill your health things like that the game only switches into uh, a side-scrolling mode when you like are either in a cave or like walking like on a bridge or like there's these spaces um where you are doing uh you know uh you're able to uh, like you essentially like run into enemies and stuff like that, that, that that pop up occasionally in the world. Um, And then towns, obviously. So um, the combat system is actually really, this is like probably my favorite thing about this game is, is the combat system. Uh, Basically like you have your sword and your shield and depending on if you're standing or like ducking, you're able to, you know, kind of block people's attacks and then like, you have to like change your stance um to hit an enemy in certain parts and there's like sometimes there's enemies that are able to um you're able to essentially uh they're blocking with their shield so you have to kind of like go up and down and like it's it can get kind of in intense and at certain points in the in the game there's an up thrust and a down thrust that you can obtain and once you get those that kind of makes fighting some of the enemies a little easier um though not not all of them um and then the other thing is there is magic spells that you use throughout the game uh the uh you know there's some that you use in dungeons or some that you like literally only use once there's one that i really like a jump spell that makes you jump higher there's a shield spell that makes you your damage less like you're not getting hit as much so that's nice you are um so the stuff like that and um which is really good. Um, the overall plot of this game. So like Zelda one into like the plots, like this is like the, you know, the Genesis of the series. And if we're looking at this from uh, a canonic, like the, where it falls in the timeline canon. So like, this is the very end of the fallen timeline. Um, so fall before Zelda one and two, there's this, this thing called the era of decline. It's where like, uh, Hyrule kind of becomes a smaller kingdom and it's like on its way out for the most part, things like that. So this is several years after the events of Legend of Zelda. 
16-year-old Link notices a strange mark on his back back of his left hand, exactly like the crest of Hyrule. He seeks out Impa, who takes him to the North Castle, where a door has been magically sealed for generations. Impa places the back of Link's hand left hand on the door, and it opens, revealing a sleeping maiden. Impa tells Link that the maiden is Zelda. Again, this is not the Zelda from the first game. Uh, the princess, princess of Hyrule from long ago. And uh, Zelda's brother tried to force her into telling their recently deceased father secrets concerning the Triforce. Princess Zelda refused to reveal its location, and the princess wizard friend in anger tried to strike her down with a spell. Zelda fell under a powerful sleeping spell, but the wizard wasn't able to control the wildly arc <laughs> arcane magic and was killed by it. The prince, filled with remorse and unable to reverse the spell, had his sister placed in the castle tower, hoping she would one day be awakened. He decreed that princesses born to the royal family from that point on would be named Zelda in remembrance of this tragedy. So, that's the backstory. So, Impa says that the mark on Link's hand means that he's the hero chosen to awaken Zelda. Uh, she gives Link's a chest containing six crystals in ancient writings that only a great future king of Hyrule can read. Link finds that he can read the document even though he has never seen the language before. Uh, it indicates that the crystals must be set into statues within six palaces scattered across Hyrule. This will open the way to the great palace, which contains the Triforce of Courage. Only the combined powers of the Triforce can awake, awaken Zelda. So if you remember, uh, in Zelda 1, you get the Triforce of Power and the Wisdom. Uh, you get power from Ganon. You get wisdom from uh, Zelda like from the pieces like you 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 amass you you create that piece um so you um link is set uh out to go to these six palaces um and the whole point is link is, is trying to find the triforce of courage to wake up zelda um uh the um <clears throat> Ganon's followers are trying to kill you and use your blood to uh, create, uh, to revive Ganon, to bring him back to life. Because as you know, you, uh, if once you beat Zelda 1, he turns into a pile of ash. Um, so basically the only thing, there's not, beyond that, there's not a whole lot of plot. You go to the dungeons, like there is, um, you know, there is... Uh, at the end, you go through the Great Palace, you fight this thing called the Thunderbird. Uh, you then, once you do that, you are able to uh, uh, <clears throat> you are able to uh, fight uh, Dark Link, aka Shadow Link. Um, and once you do that, uh, <clears throat> you get the Triforce of Courage, you wake up uh, Zelda and she says thank you and that's really the and that's the end of the game and that's that's it um development I'm going to be reading about the development so Shigeru Miyamoto uh intended to make Zelda 2 uh fundamentally different from its predecessor a new team was assembled to develop the sequel except for Miyamoto who's credited with the pseudonym Mia Han as the producer and to, uh, Takashi Tezuka as the story and scriptwriter. Zelda 2 had two directors, uh, Tashi Sugiyama and Yasuhisa Yamamura. Sugiyama is credited with the pseudonym Sugiyan as his first major project at Nintendo, and Yamamura is credited with the nickname Yamahen. Uh, music composer Akito 
Nakatsuka uh, is credited as uh, uh, Ska-san. Uh, the Adventure of Link was originally released on the Japan-only fami uh, fami uh, family computer disk system before its worldwide um, release during 1988. A shortage of ROM chips prevented Nintendo from releasing games according to their original schedules. So the delay products included the Adventure of Link while uh, the company was preparing to release Super Mario Bros. 2 for the Western audience and decided to delay Super Mario Bros. 3 to 1990 shortly after its release. Like the first Zelda game, uh, the Family Disk System uh, version appears to be an earlier version of the game with a few obvious differences. In the uh, FDS version, the dungeons are all gray and green, whereas in the English cartridge release, each dungeon has a unique color. Two dungeon bosses, Karak and Volvagia, the latter being named Barbara in the uh, Bar Barba in the NES release have different uh, graphical appearances. The game over screen in English version features the silhouette of Ganon from the chest up in the text "Game Over Slash Return of Ganon," whereas the FDS game over screen is a plain black screen with the text "Return of Ganon." Ganon the end. There are some slight additions and differences in the dungeons due to the disc system's additional sound chip. The NES conversion lost some musical elements, especially from the tile screen. On the main map, the icons denoting attacking monsters look different. The most significant change is the spending of experience points as Link's three attributes cost the same, unlike the worldwide release. Leveling up is different on the FDS version as the same game as the saved game on the disc will only let the attributes level go as high as whatever is set the lowest. For example, if life is at five, strength is at four, magic is one, then all then it will save all as level one, which damn that sucks. Um, it was Re-released on 2003 uh, in the Legend of Zelda Collector's Disc for GameCube, and again in 2004 as part of the classic NES series for Game Boy Advance, with minor changes. Uh, the intro text was changed to read third Triforce rather than number three Triforce, and the copyright date was altered to read 1987 through 2004 Nintendo. The death animation removed flashing colors in an effort to prevent seizures, replacing it with a solid red cover. Um... Zelda 2 was released on the Wii Virtual Console. It's also been re-released again on the 3DS, uh, as well as the uh, Wii U. It was on the NES Classic Edition, and it was also released on the Nintendo Switch Online. Um, <clears throat> I uh, Reception. Um, so I'm looking at reception of this game. So, original version. So, upon its release in North America, Zelda 2 was met with mostly positive reviews from critics and became one of the most popular NES games of 1988, with many retailers reporting that the game was selling out that year. The game ultimately sold 4.38 million copies worldwide. 1987, uh, Famitsu gave it a score of 36 out of 40, based on a panel of four reviewers, giving it a rating of 8, 10, 9, and 9 out of 10. This made it their second highest rating game of 1987 behind only Dragon Quest 2. They're also, these were also the only two games to have received a uh, Famitsu score of 35 uh, out of 40 or above until 1987. Play Magazine praised the unique gameplay, describing it as a combination of unique elements that creates an action RPG experience unlike any other. Nintendo Power said that the game was an entertaining and natural step in the franchise's evolution and awarded the Game of the Year Award for 1988-1990. Nintendo Power Special uh, Edition Pack Source gave it a rating of 4 out of 5 for graphic and sound, 3.5 for play control, 4.5 out of 5 for challenge, and 4 out of 5 for theme fun. 
Um, so it, it looks like uh, in 1997, Electronic Gaming Monthly listed Zelda 2 as number 72 on the 100 best games of all time. Um, as far as its re-releases, uh, uh, IGN said that the game is a recommended and playable adventure, but also noted that players should not expect the same gameplay from the classic Zelda titles. Um, so, OneUp.com praised the game's length, saying that the players can find plenty to keep them busy for some time. Kotaku enjoyed the darker spin on the original Zelda, stating that the more detailed graphics and bigger sprites made the enemies to appear more menacing and hostile. Also noting that the evolved combat system makes enemies to defend themselves, withdraw, or strike strategically using the environment to their advantage. Uh, the game also received some criticism in uh, 2007 retrospective. GameSpot said that while the game is decent enough to make it worth a $5 price on the Wii, Vir uh, the Wii Virtual Console, it features quest questionable design decisions and can get confusing if players don't have the help of walkthroughs. The GBA version of the game has an aggregated score of 73 on Metacritic, which is the lowest score of the Zelda series. We'll talk about the legacy here. So there's legacy. There is, there is, uh, there is some legacy to this game, uh, despite this being the the, the black sheep of the, of the game. So uh, the game has introduced or expanded many enduring elements of the Zelda series. For example, a greater variety of non-playable characters have more pivotal roles in Link's quest. Zelda 2 is one of the first games with NPCs traveling with their own agendas, giving the world a life of its own rather than being a simple stage uh, for the story to unfold. The use of meteor magic and spells has also carried over into other Zelda games. The Triforce of Courage is introduced in the Adventure of Link with an important role in later Zelda games as it is strongly associated with Link. Dark Link is a version of Link's Shadow that appears in Ocarina of Time. A similar Link clone called Shadow Link appears in Four Swords Adventures and yet another appears in Spirit Tracks as well as in A Link Between Worlds. The Adventure of Link is one of the first games to significantly combine role-playing game and platforming elements. Over the next few years, a number of Japanese-made games appeared with a similar format. Major games such as Kadash closely resembles The Adventure of Link with side-scrolling platform stages supplemented by RPG-like statistical systems, weapons, armor, armors, and magic spells. Most of the sages in Ocarina of Time bear the same name as towns from the adventure of Link. So, Raru, Raru uh, Rudo, Saria, Niboru, and Darunia, excluding Impa. Uh, the town of Bido shares the same of the character in Kokiri Forest. In the in-game chronology, the towns were named after the uh, characters. The Adventure of Link is the only Zelda game of the main English release not to use The Legend of Zelda in its title. The only Zelda game to feature cumulative lives and therefore the only game in the series to include one-up dolls. The subsequent The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past for Super Famicom 1991 follows um, new Link and Zelda characters and returns to the top-down style of the original. There are a small, small number of side-scrolling areas in The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, mainly tunnels and caves. The series left the top-down style again in 1998 with Ocarina of Time for Nintendo 64 with 3D uh, graphics. Um, a new version of the composition Temple, arranged by uh, Shogo Sak Sakai, is featured in Super Smash Bros. Melee, where it is played during the Hyrule Temple stage in the Underground Maze level, a variation of the track, as well as the new version of the Great Palace level song, also appears in Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Uh, the track was later, later once again updated and appeared twice as the Street Pass battle theme, uh, as well as a slower version for the Battle Victory music in 
the Nintendo 3DS a game uh, a link between worlds. Uh, the Street Pass battle mode is itself inspired by the final boss of Zelda 2. Street Pass fights occur between one player as Link and the other player as Shadow slash Dark Link. The Famicom Disk System version of the composition battle theme was reused as the mini-boss theme in The Legend of Zelda Managed Cap. Zelda 2 was also very influential in other NES games like uh, Faxanadu, uh, Moon Crystal, and the Battle of Olympus. The game Shovel Knight pays homage to Zelda 2's iconic down-thrusting sword jump. Adventure Time, Hey Ice King, Why'd you, Why'd you Steal Our Garbage was intended to play like Zelda 2 and pays homage to it. So, clearly this game has legacy. It, it, it has a lot of you know, influence and things like that as far as this this, this <coughs> as far as this 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 game goes. Um as far as like my own sort of um as far as my own um sort of like take on it is I the first time I and I've said this before, the first time I said the uh I uh <clears throat> play this was in 2015 this this was a game i was dreading to play because i the, the way that i heard it was it was is hard um i i, I it, it it is the hard one of the hardest games in the zelda series not enjoyable like don't even bother playing it um so i finally played it in 2015 on my on my 3ds um uh i used a guide and i used save states and i you know was able to beat it. It took me like 16 hours to do it, but I did it. Um, and then I decided, you know, I experienced this game. I, I see like what, what, like it definitely is a huge departure from the overall series, but I can see the merits and the influence that it would go on to have on the series. I, you know, played it on the switch. I played the special version. Uh, so this version specifically, has it to where you're automatically your level eight in all categories um you have all your spells already you have the up and downward thrust um so essentially like you you don't have to worry about like collecting any extra items to like get that to, to get the spells and to get the stuff the only things you really need to collect in the overworld is um the link dolls which give you extra lives uh, and the, uh, heart pieces and magic potions was, which there are, are a total for each to, to raise your respective health and magic meters as it were. Um, so this, this version significantly cuts down the, the time that it actually takes to beat this game. And personally, I think this is the best way to, to, to play the game. Um, it, it gives more focus on the combat and the side scrolling elements so playing through the palaces is actually great um it's awesome um i uh you know was able to get through the palaces fairly quickly um, especially some of the earlier ones just due to the fact that it was a uh mostly like you know especially like my strength was at the max so like i was able to kill some of the bosses in like one to two hits depending on at least for like the first like two or three palaces so it the the combat of this game is really really good and i really liked i enjoyed that aspect of it um overworld travel is fine like the overworld's like nothing to write home about um 
but it's 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 fine. Um, I do think it's funny that like so when you go into a town, like there's these two sort of lady ladies that you can talk to, uh, to that will help you refill your magic or your your hearts. Um, to refill your health, there's this usually it's, it's a woman in a red dress. And she's like, she invites you into her house to heal you. And so you could, you could see where I'm going with this. Uh, what's even funnier though, if you want to refill your magic meter, there's this old woman in like this orange, uh, sort of like, uh, um, <clears throat> this orange like dress with a hood on. And, um, <clears throat> and she, um, she, uh, uh, it's like, I come inside my house. Like I can, I can heal you, um, <clears throat> as well. So I, I do think that that's like, that's funny to me, but for the most part, like the town interactions is like, they're fine. Like there's very little, <clears throat> um, very little, like, you know, uh, aspects of like the town itself. The, the, most of the towns are, are roughly the, the, the same. Uh, and you are able to like, just, you know, you go to and from, and then there's like certain like items that you get, you get, um, you're able to like go throughout the overworld. Like there's a few things that you can get to, um, <clears throat> kind of make your travel, uh, more like substantial. Like there's a hammer that you get in death mountain. There's a, um, in the dungeons, like there's things that like help you. Like there's like a flute, um, which is like interesting, I guess, like to, that helps you move this big spider out at some point. So like the overall is fine. Like it, it's fine. The items that you get in the dungeons, like there, there's fine. There's like a thing there's that helps you like break blocks. There is a, you know, uh, a, a lantern that like helps light caves. Um, and it's just stuff like that. So, like, the items are, like, fine. Like, the real, like, meat and potatoes of the game is just the combat. Being able to fight the enemies um, with the upward and downward thrust, that's the best part. Spells are pretty cool. Um, but there's, like, a few that are necessary. Like, you need one that there's a reflect spell. Like, that's the only way to beat one of the bosses. Um, and uh, there is, like one that's just literally called the spell spell to get this key that's able to unlock all what's funny is by the time you get this key it literally like you only use it in the sixth palace and then you never use it again because um the great palace has no doors with uh keys on it um so yeah like the combat's good i think that's the best part it definitely is influential like um i can see like it's dna and shovel knight like for sure like it it does like that um you know, like it, it that game Shovel Knight really takes a lot of its influence from that, as well as like DuckTales, um, in, for NES and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, so like that's the best part about the game. The music is really good. I really love the uh, the palace theme, um, which you guys heard at the beginning here. Really, really love that a lot. Um, and uh, the other thing, like, um, the overworld theme's fine. It's it, it does the thing like a Legend of Zelda where there's not a whole lot of like mu different music, but like the 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 palace theme slaps like that that that's one of like the things. And I'm glad to see that it's been like kind of reused in like um, like Super Smash Brothers and uh, you know things like that. And so I think that 
like that that's really nice so um yeah so like this isn't a bad game i would say that like i said the the best way to play this is definitely the um definitely play it as the uh as the the nintendo switch version i think that's the best way to to play it because i feel like um when i play this on 3ds i spent so much time just like kind of going back and forth between one screen just to level up and get my like stuff there and like it it got to the point where that was really tedious but you really have to make sure that you're max level because like otherwise like this game is still hard. The the combat's great, but it's hard. It's not easy. Like I died, I definitely died several times. Um, still, even playing like with the version that I played on the Switch, I still died. Thank God for like the quick rewind and stuff like that. Like, cause <clears throat> that was the only way I was able to really beat the 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 Thunderbird, um, which is this uh, the final the real final boss. I mean, you fight Shadow Link, but that one like basically you can cheese that fight by just like going into the corner ducking down and just hitting your sword over and over and he'll run into it and then you basically win the game so the real like final boss is uh um the real final boss is uh the the thunderbird um um and he like you know is like throwing these like fireballs and stuff at you and so you have to always like try to stay in front um of him to try to dot because really he's only throwing them behind him but he like kind of bounces back and forth so you have to like try your best to hit his head and his hitbox is really bad and so uh yeah um so you want to make sure that you have basically like the best uh essentially like the best uh like equipment and stuff like that um and the best stats and all that good stuff uh so like that like some of the combat like i said some there's some of the combat some of the enemies it's it's still hard like you you will die um uh and uh it just comes down to like you know uh i feel like if you want to have a pretty good like couple hours experience of like of platforming not having to worry about level up play the nso one uh the the special version if you don't mind wasting time leveling up uh and spending a considerable amount of time, uh, like playing the original game, I think you, I think it's it's fine to play the original once. I think because this game is so out of left field, um, it's it's worth experiencing at least once, if not twice. Um, but like again, same situation with like that I had with the Legend of Zelda. Like I played this game more for its importance and not because I think it's like you know, the greatest thing ever. It's definitely like to me, uh, a, a, another sort of like seven out of 10 experience. Uh, I would say eight, uh, if, if we're talking about the special version, cause like I said, you know, the emphasis to level up and stuff is really like, you don't have to worry about that. You can, you can just see it as like an action platformer. And I think like, to me, like if they just made this game as an action platformer rather than a, um, you know, an action RPG where you have to like worry about leveling your stats up. Um, then I would have like, you know, 
I think that would have been that would only benefit the game. I feel like the RPG mechanic of it is what really kind of bogs this game down. Um, but yeah, I still think overall, like if you're cur- curious about you know this game, just check, just check it out. See see if it's uh, interest. It's definitely a, a, a good piece of like history and a good way to sort of really uh, re like experience this 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 sort of weird left field Zelda game that. Um, you know, that they don't really return to. Like like I said, the there's side scrolling elements in like Link's Awakening, uh, and like the Oracle games, but like that that's not really something that they do like they just don't ever really they never really made a Zelda game quite like this again. Um <laughs> and, and I don't think that they will. It would be interesting if they ever did like some crazy remake of it though. Like I I I don't even know how that would work or what they would even do, but like, it would be interesting for them to sort of revisit, um, to revisit that. I'd be, I would be interested in, in seeing that, but, um, yeah, um, that was Zelda two. I mean, like I said, seven to eight out of 10 experience. And with that, I'm, I'm done. I, I, I set out to play, um, 12 specific Zeldas in a, in a, in a timeline fashion. And I, I did it. Um, albeit like some of the versions I played, uh, you know, were like, like with like, like help. And like, I think like, I probably still would be playing this game if I was playing it just the original, but like, uh, version of it. But like, you know, I think for my own sanity, like, I'm glad I played the versions that like really pare down the time uh, to make it. So like, it was a more quick experience. Um, but uh, for all intents and purpose, I, I did it. I did it. I started this late, late January, like early February and it is March 31st. And so I'm, I'm done. And, and it, 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 it feels good good because I'm I'm ready to take a quick little break before I play Tears of the Kingdom. And I'm gonna be playing the fuck out of Tears of the Kingdom. Like I said, I, I took a um I took a week off to play play that game specifically. So um you know it <clears throat> it is very exciting for me to sort uh to play that game again you know uh to play not play that game again play it for the first time and like just have like a lot of time to be able to kind of devote to that and then at some point i will do a follow-up episode about it um like i said previous episode i will i plan on getting you know i want to get like maybe one or two or maybe more people on to talk about tears of the kingdom have a real like actual discussion uh and maybe make that like a part ter- 13 of reflections. And then after that, I, I would like to go on Twitch and do sort of a, uh, a tiered list of how I think about the, the series as a whole and where I would sort of rank each, each game, uh, as far as like the, the legend, which legend of Zelda goes where rather than do like just a, like a, a list list, because I feel like that's not as interesting. Um, because I feel like some of the games are like on the same level, like, from a, a tiered perspective versus just being like, oh, well, I think this one's like 10, this one's number nine. I, I could do that, but I feel like that's not, you know, as interesting because I feel like certain, like similar games are are of a similar caliber. So I, I feel like, I, like I said, um, more so like 
it's just uh, a matter of, uh, you know, having that, like, you know, time to just kind of give them both the, uh, give different games, like, their sort of, like, comeuppance and all that good stuff. And I'm kind of rambling at this point, but... Um, have you been with me this whole time, this whole journey, uh, reflecting on, on Zelda and the games? Like I, I sincerely thank you for, um, you know, being a part of this and, uh, my apologies that I didn't stream more, uh, you know, like, um, I, you know, decided that like early on, like the genesis of this, like I, I decided that I wanted to stream all these and then it really became apparent that, there was no way I was going to get through all these games if I just streamed them exclusively and didn't, um, you know, have, uh, you know, didn't have, uh, um, didn't have like, didn't decide to like, stream when I want and then just still play it in my own time. I feel like that was the only way that I was going to get through this series in a timely fashion. Um, and obviously I didn't play all, I didn't play all the games. Like I didn't play Skyward Sword again, uh, because I just played that, uh, a couple of years ago. And that, that, that is a long game. I love that game, but it can be a slog sometimes. Um, I didn't play four swords and I didn't play four swords adventures. Um, what, because they, those games are multiplayer games, essentially, and they're better. You can play them by yourself, but you don't really want to, to be honest. They're, they're good games. Uh, it's just, like, the the way to play them is, like, you know, not really, like, you, you need some buddies to play that. And then Spirit Tracks and uh, Phantom Hourglass, like, I don't have a copy of Phantom Hourglass, and I do have a copy of Spirit Tracks, but I just playing those on the DS playing the with the stylus just doesn't interest me and to me those are like like those are my least favorite Zelda games like my, like and I don't uh, to be honest I really don't think that those are important even in the future timeline I feel like that those like you could stop at one waker and like you you get the gist of it um so yeah maybe one day I'll I'll pick those up again and and want to play them but it's just like right now um and we'll just you know go go from there uh but uh and uh you know we'll we'll go from there um and um yeah that's really all i got uh i just you know i am so it, the, the list that like i said it ended up getting into just the 12 games that i wanted to do started with minish cap ended with zelda 2 so um yeah uh, that's really all I got. If you want to follow me on Twitter, uh, I am going to be doing some more streaming, uh, too. So, um, BRN Hoff on Twitter, uh, twitch.tv slash mythemim, M Y T H E M I M. Um, going to be, uh, I'm on YouTube putting up, I'll put up all my Twitch replays as well. Um, so excited for the that stuff so yeah i the month of april is definitely going to be a zelda free month but then when may rolls around it's it's going to be time though i do honestly feel the urge to poke around in breath of the wild i don't think i'm going to but the urge let me just tell you the urge is there um 
And yeah, we'll just leave it at that. If you want to follow the network, IndieSource.com for all of our amazing shows. IndieSourceNet on Twitter. Uh, you can uh, also go to IndieSource.com slash Discord to join the Discord. Um, and we'll just uh, go from there. Uh, until next time, you know, I've been Brandon Hoff. This has been New Nintendo Part uh, Podcast. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's you know, as always, we don't have one more thing for you. <laughs>